This is the Eagle Zone. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Go Birds. Yeah. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Eagle Zone. We bike. Episode four. How long can it last? Yeah. How long can it last? We change the vibe up a little bit this time, you know. Smooth it out a little bit, yo. Fall vibes, you know what I'm saying? We three and the last undefeated team in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? We cool, we, we cool right? We cooling out. <laughs> Jaguars week though So you know we got We can't be too cool you know what I'm saying Yo we can't be too cool Cause these Jaguars they ain't fucking around Let's be serious These Jaguars I know everyone thinks that these Jaguars Not everyone but there's a lot of people out here That think that the Jaguars are a pushover team But I'm here to tell y'all In case you don't know This is not the same Jaguars we knew These are not the same Jaguars to get the first round First pick of the first round every year, Jaguars. These motherfuckers are here to play. They got a better team, a better coach. They are a better squad all around. But we're going to get into the details. First off, I want to give a shout out to all the new listeners, all my listeners. You know, I appreciate all of y'all for listening each and every episode. I appreciate all the feedback I've been getting, all the well wishes. Um, all the support, it, it really means a lot to me that, um, you guys listen, tune in and, uh, like what you hear. It motivates me to continue to keep going. So, um, keep up the feedback. I appreciate everyone's, uh, notes and comments and everything that you guys, you know, provide me. So, um, thanks a lot. But yeah, episode four, how long can it last? How long can it last? Now I know it would be foolish to think that. We can go undefeated the whole year. I know. 17-0 and 0 is a pipe dream. Something will happen. But hey, we had a great first month. But things can change. I'm not going to be out here being negative. But I just want to be realistic about it. Even though we are the best team right now, things could change. Injuries could happen. Other teams can step up. I know. But hey. Right now, we're going to celebrate the W's and celebrate the accomplishments, the accolades that we've gotten. For instance, Jalen Hurts, NFC Player of the Month. Amazing. That is the first step to being the MVP of the league. (laughs) Hey, he's on the right track. He's looking great out there. One interception so far, even though it wasn't his fault. Still... Excellent month, Jalen. So salute to you for stepping your game up. I knew you had it in you. Keep it up. There's still a lot of games left to play. But I love what I see. We, I know all the Eagles fans love what they see. Darius Slay, one player of the week. Brandon Graham, one player of the week. Zach McPherson, one player of the week. All these happen in September. So great month. Four different Eagles won... Um, an NFC title player of the week or player of the month in September. So we dominated, man. That's a sign of a great team to me. 
two defensive players, a special team player, and our quarterback all won something this month. So hats off to y'all. Thank you. But we had we had to um Jacksonville. Well, they had to us, but you know what I mean. This is gonna be a new challenge. This is gonna be a new challenge for sure. We got Doug Peterson, who's coming back. He knows Jalen Hurts. He drafted Jalen Hurts, so he has some insight. Dougie P's return to Philly. First question I have for you guys is, will you boo him or will you cheer him? Personally, I think he deserves to be cheered and clapped and saluted because he brought us our first Lombardi. Something you can never take away from him is that he is the first coach to bring us a Super Bowl championship. So he'll always, in my book, be respected and always be honored because what? who else did that? He was the one who did that. Defied the odds. So many injuries, backups coming in. He was able to accomplish a lot. The way he left was um, not exactly ideal. He was burnt out at the end. You could tell that he was tired of, you know, coaching at the end. It was just like um, it was it was wearing thin. We were losing games. He was stressed out. You could tell he needed a break. So the the uh, departure, the separation, it was all um, it was all in due time. Like it had to happen. So I don't hold any hard feelings towards Doug. I understand things have to change like. He needed a change. He was stressed the fuck out, man. I don't know if you guys remember that last year when we were losing, but he was looking like he really needed to get the hell out of here. So that one year off really did him some some good. He's down in Jacksonville doing great, off to a great start. Two and one Jaguars looking solid. They won their last two games by like blowout numbers. Like they the opponent scored a combined 10 points. They're going to be a, a threat. One of the things that really concerns me about Jacksonville is their defensive coordinator. He knows Jalen also. He was on Tampa Bay's team last year. And that's the team, if you do not remember, kind of killed us in the playoffs and ended our playoff run very abruptly and made us kind of question, does Jalen have it in him to really be our franchise quarterback? Because he looked really bad against that Tampa Bay defense. So that's a different year, a different team. Jalen has much improved since then. We have new weapons. I don't expect us to see the same things happen this year, but it is something to look out for because he definitely had our number that game. Their quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, he looked bad last year, but I really don't think that was all his fault. He had a terrible coach who got fired in the middle of the season. That doesn't happen too often unless you really are fucking up. And he was fucking up. He was out going to the club, not going on the plane with the team when they go home. He's staying back at the. He's staying back going to the club, having his own little good old time. He's out here kicking his kickers. <laughs> Urban Meyer. So, fortunately, they got him out of there quickly, and um, I think they were able to salvage Trevor Lawrence because I thought he was a bust, but really. This year, he's looking much improved. So he's going to be a problem. He's real mobile. He's real quick on his feet. He makes quick decisions. He is a, he's a, he's a talent. And um, I really don't think this team is a pushover team like, we, like we're accustomed to thinking that Jaguars 
you know, they're on that 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 little list of teams that you know is like a, a automatic W, like you know, the Jets or the the Browns, Jags. They're the types of teams that we would typically think, oh man, that's gonna be an easy win. But no, things have changed, and I really expect this to be a tight game. Um, I think I predicted last week that it was gonna be about 28-24. I'm sticking to that. However, I am a bit more concerned about our team going into this game. We have some injuries that have occurred between my last pod and now. Um, Boston Scott got injured in the last game with a rib injury. In practice this week, Avanti Maddox got an ankle injury and was carted off the field. Now, they're not saying that it's going to be something, a long-term injury, but still, we're not going to have either one of those players going into this game. That is concerning. Those are good players that we're not going to have available. And, you know, that's not good. This is not good. Does that make me think we're going to lose the game? No, I don't think we're going to lose the game still. I think we're still going to pull a 28-24 victory. It's going to be a tight game, but it doesn't make me feel good that we're down in our secondary in our running game. We didn't do well in our run game last week, but we're going to need that. We're going to need that balanced attack. We don't want to have Jalen just throwing the ball the whole game, like become like one dimensional. So something to definitely keep an eye out on is uh, those injuries. Um, AJ Brown missed some time, but he had a baby. So congratulations to AJ had a baby this week. I think it was a baby boy. So congrats to him. He'll be back. Normally um, when, when players have kids, like they, they normally ball out. So he might have an extra special game. We're going to need it. Really going to need it. And I hope Devontae Smith is going to be ready too. He was a little dinged up. He was limited this week, but he was full participant in our last practice. So no worries. Um, all the people who are dinged up on the, from the last game were full participants, except for the aforementioned uh, Boston Scott and Avanti Max, who are both out. But um, again, not good, but we're still in good shape. We're still in good shape. I still feel good about this game. Just um, never want to have injuries, of course. So this is the Dougie P homecoming game it finally happened i'm hoping that we don't boo the hell out of him at least from the start like i mean if uh they start winning of course things can change but at least give him a well a warm welcome a well-deserved warm welcome i wonder how many coaches have gone back to a team that they have a statue in front of the stadium and played against them like that's crazy that he's like a legend here coming back I'm really concerned about um, his knowledge about Jalen. Like he has in-depth knowledge about his tendencies. I know that Jalen is much improved, but we have to take that into account that this guy did draft him. He loves him, but he knows all of his weaknesses and all of his tendencies. I know he's worked on his game, but that's something to be really concerned about. That's why I think this game is going to be as tight as it's going to be. But I, I just think that we're, we're a little bit more talented than, than Jacksonville. So I, I believe we're going to pull the W, but I am not confident like, you know, easy W. It's going to be a, a tight game. It's going to be tight, but we got this. We got this, y'all. One thing about Doug that a lot of people don't realize is that he's like a pioneer. When it comes to going forward on fourth down, he's the one who started the trend. Before Doug became a coach, teams were not going for it at the frequency that they do these days. 
Before Doug, people were punting. They were doing field goals a lot more than they do now. Now, when it's fourth and like two, fourth and one, you'll see them go for it more times than not. But prior to Doug Peterson becoming a coach, that was not the norm. When he first became the coach of the Eagles, people looked at this when he went forward on fourth down like, whoa, what are you doing? Go for the easy go for the easy points. Go for the field goal. But he was able to convert at a like really high level. So he ushered that in. And that's something that you have to give him credit for. Like I said, I don't really like the way Doug left the team. I think he deserved to have another year. It was a COVID year. And that year was kind of sabotaged by Carson, honestly. Carson that year wasn't listening to Doug. There was talk about how neither one of them were even talking to each other. Like, how do you have a quarterback, your starting quarterback, and you guys don't even communicate? Doug would game plan and give Carson the plays that he wanted him to use. But when it came to game time and actually doing the plays, Carson would audible out of the play and do his own thing. How can you function and how can you win in that kind of situation when your own quarterback is sabotaging everything that you're trying to do? I'll admit, our team wasn't as good as it could have been Like when it comes to a, a talent standpoint. But Carson didn't give us any favors by doing anything he wanted to do, not cooperating with the coach, not talking to the coach. They tried to rectify it. Howie and Jeffrey Lurie tried to rectify it by getting rid of Doug Peterson. But even that didn't fix it because in the end of the day, he was mad about Jalen Hurts being on the bench like a shadow looming over him. So it was just an unreconcilable situation. So it's too bad. And again, I don't hold it against Doug. He was burnt out. How, How can you not be when you're trying to win on a team that has a franchise quarterback who doesn't want to listen, who doesn't talk to you and who's doing everything in his like power to sabotage you it was a fucked up situation so one other thing doug did do though um on his last year was he had brett Favre kind of like send out messages on his behalf saying what he really felt i don't know if a lot of people remember but that last year brett Favre was going like on interviews and he doesn't talk a lot but This year, he talked a lot about the Eagles specifically and saying how we should have kept Nick Foles and how Wentz was a problem. And that was Doug talking to Brett. That was not just Brett just out here just, you know, saying that stuff. He used Brett. Doug and Brett were on the same team in Green Bay back in the day. Doug was his backup. And they were good friends. Oh, yeah. And Brett, what are you doing out here, man? Why are you out here? Taking money from the poorest state in the country in order to fund your daughter's softball team and in order to build a practice football facility so you can recruit Deion Sanders' son. Bro, you don't have money, man. You don't have, uh, like, endorsements you can do. You sell Wrangler jeans, man. Go sell some jeans. Write a book. Go do something. You can't. You don't have money, bro. You got to steal from the poorest state in the country in order to do this. I know that you have to have some money out here. You're a country dude. You don't do anything. Like, I don't see you out here balling out, buying big mansions. You're in the country. So where'd you spend all your money on all these years? You got to have bread. So why are you stealing from the poorest state in the country? I don't get it, man. 
it's a shame what's happening. I really do believe you're going to go to prison because the people who have been involved with this whole thing, they're they're snitching because they don't have money like you. They got they got to plea out because they're not trying to be like locked up for life. So they snitching on you, bro. You're going to be hung out to dry. So I hope um, saving your money was worth it to you because you're going to pay for it in the end, Brett. But anyway, Eagles Jacksonville, this is going to be a big test for the Eagles. Probably the biggest test we faced thus far, but I think we'll persevere. One thing we got in our favor is that this is a home game. Um, I'm thinking that those Jacksonville players are not prepared to deal with the crowd noise that we're going to bring on Sunday. They're going to be in for a uh, rude awakening when they hear how loud we can be. That's going to give us a huge edge. I really believe it. Um, Hurts. Definitely has improved his game this year. So he's going to be more dynamic. They're not going to be able just to limit him to just throwing the ball. He's going to be able to run. I know that that's what the teams have been trying to do is like, okay, we keep him contained. He's got to throw. But his accuracy has improved thanks to having, you know, better playmakers out there. A.J. Brown can catch anything in the air and also Devontae Smith. So that's going to be a huge help. And, of course, if they do try to uh, blitz, he's going to be able to escape and use his legs. So good luck. It's going to be a great game. I'll be back Sunday after the game to break down what we saw and celebrate our newest victory against those Jacksonville Jaguars. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at Eagle Zone Media. I am also streaming on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, and uh, your mama's house. (laughs) Just kidding. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, go birds.
Yeah.